Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast where we guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Now, Rob, I have a bit yes, of a, a, a bone to pick with your club. I um, got a lot of bones to pick with you, Kevin. Let's I'm, get into it. I'm sure. Let's start with football that we can digress later. Um, uh, on your beloved Chelsea, uh, Antonio Conte brings on Alvaro Morata, who does score the game-winning goal, so in that sense, the substitution went well, but then he also gets a yellow card that takes him to five, which means he's going to miss this weekend, uh, considering he hasn't even been starting consistently lately, whether it be due to injury or what have you. It's pretty frustrating having missed the last two matches. Well, what, what do you have to say for yourself, for Conte, and for the decision-making of one Alvaro Morata? Well... Um, I actually just Googled it. Marata is Spanglish for yellow donkey. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't know what he, what he's thinking. Um, you know, getting the yellow after scoring the game winner. Um, this is going to affect this weekend uh, a lot. You know, his ownership, his active ownership is, is in the high teens. His overall ownership is in, in the 20, low twenties. Um, listen, um, this is going to affect. It's a, it's a ripple effect too. I don't think it just affects just Murata not playing. Now you have who's going to play in his stead. Batshuayi did play 70 minutes in this game, so there is that option. Um, they could go back up to uh, with a Hazard at the nine, which you know hasn't seen great results in the last two games that he's been there. You know he hasn't. He's basically blanked the last two games that he's been in the in the nine role. Um, the one person I think it helps is possibly Willian because I think now Willian will probably be on. Because if Murata was scheduled to play on the weekend, um, now Hazard will slide back, um, and they'll probably play some kind of form without Willian, I believe. But now Willian will probably play because Murata's not going to be there. But it's just stupid. It's just a stupid move. Um, yellow card, yellow card accumulation just rears its ugly head again in this high holy season. Um, but you know, it's it's if you're a Murata owner, I wouldn't panic and drop him only because you know there is a game two days after the, the Chelsea fixture. So and they are playing a, a, a downtrodden, you know, Brighton team at they're at Brighton. So I think that you know, from that standpoint, you could probably hold onto a Murata for that. You know, the next, you know, he's going to miss the Everton game. Then he has Brighton and Stoke at home before New Year's. So yeah, I mean, if you're an owner, owner of Murata, I don't think you can you can just out and out drop him um, unless you're screwed. Unless like he's like your 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 number one option there, and you were like hoping for big returns. Um, yeah, I mean, you're holding a Murata. It's a it's a stupid it's a stupid thing to do, get a yellow after the game winner. But listen, everybody celebrates in their own way, and you know they do things in the the Catalonian fashion. I don't I don't know. It just just weird. It just messes up FPL. Yeah, it's very very annoying. Uh, the other big news that happens today: Paul Clement uh, leaves Swansea. Do you care? Um, not really. I mean, name the name the most owned uh, Swansea player right now. It has to be Fabianski. 
You know, I, I, I'm actually going to look it up right now because this is an interesting factoid right here. Mm. It's either it's either Fabianski or Abraham. Or sneaky shout for Rangel from the beginning of the season. Ooh, it is. It is. It was on hell, wrong hell at 10.6 mm. in overall ownership. That's mostly dead people right now. <laughs> not, see, not dead teams. Actual like, dead people. It's like the FCC vote. It's a bunch it's, of dead people. It's the sixth sense <laughs> version of FBI. I see dead. I see anger. Angel <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I would too, starring Angel Renho and his and his non uniformal eyebrows. They yep. kind of look like wonkyish. <laughs> but so I, I assume you don't really care. I mean, it is worth noting that uh, Swansea did have a pretty decent defense thus far this season. I know they were sixth going into last week. Looks like they dropped down to eighth. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. Besides Fabianski on on uh, Swansea because he gets saves. There's nothing else there. They don't have a player inside the top uh, 15 in scoring in any position. Mm. Do you think this helps or hurts Abraham? Um, well, I mean, depending on who the new skipper is, who they want, who they want to bring in, and, and whatnot, it's it's going to help him if he gets playing time. Mm. Um, but I mean, he's he's not a long-term fixture there. I don't think. I I don't I don't know what direction Swansea's going to go because Tammy Abraham's is. I think he's a future FPL striker. I don't think he's going to go because Swansea is not not. I don't think they're not getting relegated here. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, short term, we'll have to see. Depends on who the the manager is. I know there's rumblings of basically every person from Tony Pulis to Ryan Giggs to to Leon Britton right now. So you know, mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's a wait and see in in, uh, in Wales. Yeah, uh, and, and I will say, even if they do get a manager in, who, by the way, just early shout, I'm saying Tony Pulis, um, it won't be fixed until they actually bring in an attacking midfielder, of which currently they have zero, and uh, lack of service definitely an issue for whoever is starting up front for Swansea. Wait, um, you don't you don't you don't like uh, Gomez Adams, Roque Mesa? I, I actually do like Roque Mesa. He's just a deep lying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he looks like he looks like Gomez Adams. His <laughs> mustache is pretty righteous. Um, just a few other quick notes. Uh, Paul Pogba returned for Manchester United today after clearing his suspension. Uh, as for FPL, he's blanked just twice out of the eight matches he's played in the Premier League thus far. Uh, do you think he's a must own at seven nine already since he's so cheap, or do you want to see more first? I mean, I don't think he's a he's an immediate must own. Um, but like you said, he's only blanked. What was it twice? Two out of eight. Two out of eight games. Um, yeah, I mean, we you've run, we've run down the numbers multiple times here when the United output scoring wise when Pogba is in the lineup compared to when he's not in the lineup. Um, here's their goal returns with him in the lineup: four, four, two, two, four, one, four, three. Mm. Game games without him, it's they don't they've only eclipsed four twice. Yeah. So. And the, and they were against awful, awful. Well, Everton wasn't awful, but Crystal Palace at that time was just god awful. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the immediacy, I would probably wait and see. Um, it, it stinks because it's, I don't want it to burn uh, Jesse Jesse Lingard because I think he's fine, finally formulating and, and chiseling out a spot. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see because Pogba did play the full ninety today, and they do have only a two day, tur- two or three day turnaround. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he hasn't he hasn't been hurt. He's just been suspended. So. There is that, so he should be in shape. It's just that what kind of shape he is and isn't what he's like a rhombus or maybe like a trapezoid. <laughs> yeah, a tetrahedron or any of those Ooh, things. Ooh, that's a good that's a great SAT word. Dude. Thanks, bro. Um yeah, I think Lingard might actually just keep a spot anyway. I think it's more McTarian who he's replaced, but um will be interesting to see if if that trend holds still where when Pogba plays, there's so much more 
uh, efficient. Um, next up, coming back to complaints about Chelsea, uh, coming off the fact that he had created the most chances in five matches at the time, I brought in Fabregas two weeks ago, and then he didn't start either of them, which is very frustrating. Still sits in the top five in chances created, even though he's only played three of the last five. What do you do if you're a Fabregas owner? Um, you shouldn't be a Fabregas owner anyway. No, um, no, but... It's frustrating with Fabregas because when you see him on the pitch and when he actually performs, he does things like well in the Chelsea buildup. And I think Chelsea seems to play offensively better when he's on the field. Though, you know, when they have inserted William recently, they have been doing well as well. So I'm not saying that they're interchangeable, but it's frustrating. He's almost one of those guys that you can't really own because of the rotation risks that is involved with him. Yeah, That's agreed. It. It's it's just a very, very frustrating situation. Uh, and then we'll wrap up uh, just with talking about Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, for me, uh, he's back to like the 1A player that we kind of expected coming into the season, which he didn't really jump out to, but is now getting there, uh, is the least risk rotation-wise. I think he's currently the best city player to own. Also, currently leads the league in both chances created and shots on target, so both more goals and assists are probably on the way. Would you agree that he's like the city guy to own at the moment? Yes. Um, I think I'd, Would you I'd stack at, him on Sterling or Sané or whoever ab- people already have? Ab- absolutely. Um, okay. I'm, I wouldn't stack him on Sané. I'd stack him on, on Sterling. Absolutely. Um, I think I looked this up the other day. Since uh, game week, you know, everybody's worried about Man City's rotation risk. Since week five, um, he's, had, he's basically missed less than 100 minutes in the, in the 14 weeks since game, five, wow. since game week five. You know, he's missed a couple, it's only like 15 minutes in a game, 25 minutes in a game, but it's less than 100 minutes cumulatively during that, during that period. So he's the least rotational risk. Um, I think I said it to you right before we, we went live and, and started taping this. Um, he's, he's joined, um, Mo Salah and Richarlson as, I think, three staple template items through the midfield. Yeah. I think, he, I think he is that, I think he's that third guy. Um, I know he's not on pace right now. To equal what he did last year, you know he's had he has six goals and eight assists right now, and he had six goals and twenty one assists last year. So the goals are up, but the assists are down. But Kevin, what do you get for for goals as a midfielder compared to assists? Uh, you, more, you get more points. points. <laughs> yeah, more points. So from that standpoint, I'm I'm a complete Byron and De Bruyne. Um, when we run down our teams, you'll probably hear his name. Maybe if you stick around. There you go. Uh, all right, that'll wrap up uh, that stuff. Uh, any any price changes or anything you want to talk about before we jump into starts and sets? Uh, I mean, we can talk. We can talk about price changes going because yeah. there's been there's been some. There'll probably be more now because of the the Murata suspension. Um, people will be shifting around funds, getting minus fours, minus eights, minus twelves, whatever whatever they want to do for this to stuff their stocking. Um, on the ups, it's there's a lot of Burnley. There's some Burnley guys, but that's at, you know to be. You know, warranted because they haven't been playing well. So we have Pope in goal. He's the only goal to go up. If you get one goalie a week to go up, that's a lot because there's not a lot of movement that happens in, in the goalie situations. Uh, on defense, you have Tarkowski, Alonzo, Odomende, Antonio Valencia, and Angelo Ugbana. Uh, through the midfield, you have William Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne. And then at forward, it's just a pair of Everton uh, strikers, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Wayne Rooney. Um, yeah, I mean, the Everton... Uh, Group is interesting because of how many people have brought them both in. I think it's right around two hundred thousand combined for both players. It's like one fifty. It's like one twelve for one twenty for Rooney and eighty thousand for Calvert Lewin. Um, I, I actually want to go back to some questions here because yeah. there's more. I think there's more questions 
then 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 we can just jump ahead and go to start sits. What what are you to make of Wayne Rooney, Kev? You know, his price right now, 7.6, 20% ownership, five goals in his last five games. Um what what are what are people doing? What are people sitting on there? If you're an owner of high priced forwards, and I've seen, you know, basically a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how having expensive forwards was probably the way to go. And then everything started to slide off the table with, you know, City's uh, rotation. Harry Kane hit or miss. Uh, Murata's been injured. Uh, Lukaku basically lying in the woods, and now he's got two goals in two games, so it's adding a, a different different question there. But is Wayne Rooney an, a, a striker that you would want at that, you know, that third striker price at seven to, uh, seven dot six? Uh, I actually have him in Taga. Um, I think he's he's somebody that you definitely have to consider. He's the third highest in points right now. Um, despite being the cheapest in the top 10 in points at forward. Uh, and now he's kind of picking up assists as well. I, I uh, am going to be talking about him later. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rooney is somebody that you absolutely have to be considering right now. Um, and, and <laughs> for those that are worried about bringing him in before the Chelsea match, worth noting that if memory serves, he's already scored against City, Arsenal, and Chelsea. Maybe one of those was Liverpool. Mm-hmm. City, Liverpool, Chelsea. I don't remember exactly what the stat was, um, but it's, it's not like he's ever shied away from big games in his life. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he's perfectly worth bringing in, uh, and I think his price is appropriately different from Calvert Lewin, um, mm-hmm. who I love as a budget option. But I think Rooney is more expensive and more likely to contribute to more goals. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really fine with either. You know, just don't do both. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about Wayne Rooney is he is the penalty kick taker. For Everton. Everton are the most penalty rewarded team in the Premier League with seven, and they've converted five from the spot this year. So that's something interesting to add value. Everybody likes to add, you know, the, the, pen, the penalty kick takers. And since he has a moderate price, does take this, the, the, the goals, you know, the, the goal attempts from the spot. I, I, I could see value there. I could see why people are moving to him. I could see why he's the most transferred in forward at 120,000 plus in. His price is nice and cozy. It slots in probably right behind, you know, Firmino and a big, big time price guy if that's the way you want to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand why people are buying Rooney. I'm not buying him this week, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> well, then there you go. Any, any other further, any further questions, Your Honor? Uh, no further questions. And then I'll jump back into, uh, price downs. Uh, on the price downs, it looks like we have the, the, the question about Kalizanak being replaced. You think he's been replaced by by Miles? Na- uh, what's his name? Maitland Niles. I don't know. It's it's very frustrating because right before he stopped playing, Kalizanak had actually crept into the top five of accurate crosses. And I, you know how I like to see like one more week than most people. Like, you just Absolutely. want more proof. Too. That was the first week that he missed. Was the week that I was like, this is the make or break for me. So I never brought him in, but I wanted to. This this is very very strange handling of a situation by Wenger. I mean, he doesn't seem it to be fully like, on the way out because he started the cup match, but yeah. it, it certainly seems as though he's missed. He's lost his Premier League spot. It almost looks like Arsenal has changed their shape a little bit as yeah. well. So I mean, I I don't know if he's going to be included or not, but definitely the evacuation from Kalizanek is is on. I mean, uh, you, make, you make a decent point. Like maybe when Mustafi is back, it'll bring Kolasinac back into the team with him. Maybe. I don't know. I think I think maybe you know Maitland Nile, whatever his name is. You know the guy from guy from Fraser that, that plays <laughs> Niles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I think that that is exactly what when Mustafi is actually fit and healthy, I think that Kolasinac next to Mustafi makes more sense than Kolasinac with uh, Niles next, mm. and on defense. So yeah, I think you may have hit the head, nail on the head there. Uh, also on the, uh, the drops, Aguero and Jesus have both gone down. People are sick of the rotation, but it makes no sense because. And also, Aguero isn't actually scoring when he's playing. 
Yeah, and Aguero's not really being rotated out of FPL games, yeah. so I don't know what's going on there. Harry Kane has gone down. People are, are nervously punting um, in, in expectation of the blank week, maybe. I don't know. But then you're going to buy right back in in week 22. So th- there's another question for you, Kev. Are you, are, if you're a Kane owner, are you are you standing firm through the blank week for the double? Uh, let's see if he makes it through this week for me, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the best question. We'll see how he does this. Yeah, uh, of note on Kane, he's only failed to score in three consecutive matches five times in his career, and three of those were in Augusts, um, when he's typically awful. So, but he's already broken multiple things of his this year. Also, his shot accuracy is about thirty points lower than it was at the end of last season. So in theory, if you're playing a season-long game, you can assume that that is going to come back to the norm. As Robin, Rob, as you and I discussed last week, um, he's still probably going to be in the Golden Boot race, but that is significantly worse. I mean, you don't I, I really wonder, see drop-offs like that. I wonder, is his shot total up from this stage at last yes. point compared to what it was? Well, there's a reason for his, his percentages being yeah. down. If he's taking more shots and they're less going in, I mean, but if he takes – so if he takes 20% more shots than last year, he's theoretically going to get – 80% more goals. No, that doesn't make a bad amount. But um but seriously, like if you get more shots on goal, there's there's a higher, you know, percentage of for you to score goals. Guess, I'm guess how many play. more shots Harry Kane has taken than Mohamed Salah in second. Hmm. How many does he have? 100. 100? Even. Uh Salah's probably in the 70s. He's at 67. It's 33. Yeah. Kane has 33 more shots than the rest of the league. Also, um, doop, 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 doop. Deli Ali currently has 33 shots. Deli Ali has as many shots as the difference between yeah. Kane and Salah in second. Yeah. Good, good segue because Deli Ali has gone down as well. He has, <laughs> and understandably so. Um, all right. Uh, we will take a quick break, pay some bills, and then we'll be right back to talk to you guys about starts and sits. Okay. Here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. All right, and after those wonderful exit gun noises by Rob, we are back. <laughs> we are back to talk to you about <laughs> our starts and sits. Uh, we already referenced him. Uh, I was trying to sneak him through into start sits, but but Rob already brought him up. It's Wayne Rooney. Uh, he he is way more owned than I thought. Like you said, he's near twenty percent. He's at nineteen point seven at time of recording. I do assume a healthy chunk of that is dead teams, but he has been playing very well of late. He leads the league in goals over the last five matches with six, and as pre- referenced earlier, is also starting to pick up some assists as well. Um, that run has, as I said, made him the third best FPL striker thus far this season. I know people are kind of caught up on the physical <coughs> decline, but the fantasy performances are undeniable. Um, what he's been doing in, in that context has been very strong, and he seems to be um, even more dangerous since. Uh, Big Sam rolled up to Everton. Um, in midfield, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, we mentioned, is a must-have. Zaha is going to be... This is like the the uh, three bears. What is that? Th- Goldilocks. 
Um, Kevin De Bruyne is the obvious one. I think Wilfried Zaha is the sneaky one. I think Mesut Ozil is just right. He's a crazy differential right now at only 2.5% mm-hmm. owned. I assume it's because of price. But, Absolutely. But if you uh, look at his underlying stats, they're super in Ozil's favor. And they honestly have been for a while. His goal last week was terrific, but the assist should be uh, on their way soon as well. Uh, as he has the second most chances created this season, but is only tied for 10th. And assist. So that should start to normalize as well, which would really see him vault up the, the points tables there. Uh, and in defense, I like Crystal Palace as a sneaky play against a newly managerless Swansea who already had the worst home attack in the league. And then, uh, he's kind of been uh, circling in the, the expert community. I, I think it's time for him to start <laughs> leaking into everyone else. Uh, John Joe Kenny. Uh, at 4.4, only 2.9% owned. He does have a tough matchup this week, but that notwithstanding, he's been killing it of late. Uh, just, uh, I think he's blanked just once in the last five matches. I do know he's averaging over five points per game in that stretch. I think he's the perfect fourth defender for me right now. I really don't care that it's up against Chelsea because he is my fourth defender. I'd rather get him in at his low price of 4-4 before losing that. Um, and knowing that he can get forward and assist as he did last week, uh, he pairs well with Huddersfield. If you're yeah. into that sort of thing, Rob, who you got? Uh, on defense, well, you know, you kept it sneaky with Crystal Palace. I'll keep it extra sneaky, sneaky this week. I'll go with a West Brom defender. How about Kieran Gibbs this week? Uh, on the road at Stoke, excuse me. Uh, Stoke in their last five have only two goals in their last five. One goal in their last three home games. Um, Stoke is home. Uh, I like West Brom here to take advantage of the clean-sheetedness and Stoke's non-propensity. That's not even a word. Just making up things and throwing syllables in front. Um, just non-ability to score goals, and West Brom could be sneaky. His price isn't, you know, very cool. It's 5.0, but, you know, ownership is there, differential is there. He's owned in less than 0.5%, so go for it, Kieran Gibbs. Uh, through the midfield, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a West Ham player, uh, Mark Ornanovic. Uh, I'm liking what I've seen from him. I'm liking the, the goals, the, the attempts at goal. I like his flow. I like West Ham's kind of hot right now, and they're also playing a team that isn't very hot in Newcastle. So look out for Marco Nadovic. Um, the news that Chicharito is probably not going to play again for West Ham is pretty interesting. I know it just came out. He's going back to Leverkusen in January. Um, it was just kind of confirmed today. I don't know if Kevin saw that. He could jump in here because I'm probably <laughs> on mute. Um, but uh, So that's interesting. Now there's going to be one less you know, mouth to feed up front. Unfortunately, Andy Carroll and his man bunner probably still be there. But the record signing for West Ham, Mark Ornatovich, looks like he's, you know, coming into form right now. So that's good for, good for you if you want to own him. And he's a tidy little price. He slots in probably right behind your third or fourth midfielder, depending on how, you know, you know, daddy warbucksy you are in midfield. Uh, and my forward, um, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm just looking at the injuries right now for Bournemouth and what I just saw from Bournemouth on the pitch. There's secondary players who replace these players if they do have to play this week. Um, I know, I know Sergio Barrio is one of those no duh type, type strikers, you know, to start every week, but I'm telling you to start more, Sergio Aguero and put a C on him this week. This game to me looks like it's going to be one of those four or three or four goal games for Aguero where he just blows up. I, I'm, I don't say that often because I'm always lying in the weeds with Aguero, but Aguero is still going to be Aguero. I, I know his goals are down because of, you know, basically everyone's getting goals for City instead of just him. He's only got 10 goals this year. Only 10. I know that I say that out loud. He's only got four <laughs> goals at home. They are on, they are home. Um, I'm, I just feel it. Kev, do you feel like something brewing with Man City that someone's going to just blow up and it's going to be Aguero? I'm I, I don't feel like it's going to be Aguero. Uh, and, you know, I used to be really I scared do. to be anti-Aguero because the last time I did it, like, at a huge level, <laughs> where, like, wrote it in multiple articles and said it on multiple shows was when he mm-hmm. scored five against Newcastle. 
but uh, I dropped him unceremoniously like four weeks back, mm-hmm. and he has yet to punish me for it, even though he's been starting. Yeah, um, I so I, I'm kind of fine with it. I see where you're coming from, though. It's kind of like um, I just I just feel an it. analogy. I feel like, I feel no, like I, I got you. Because your point is, the longer it doesn't happen, the more you think it's going to be a big thing when it does. Yeah. So I, I see where you're coming with there. Anything. I just don't have I just don't have that feeling about it. Bournemouth is is barely is going to be limping into this game with any kind of forward player. No, Josh King is 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 injured. Uh, who do you call it went out today? Jermaine Defoe went out injured in nope. today's game. Um, so you know Stanislas can't stay healthy for for his life. I mean they just don't really have a playable option up front. They definitely don't have some. Callum Wilson is probably going to miss as well. Um, so they don't have a guy up front that can actually hold up the ball, regain possession, and work their you know work the way help the guys work their way out of the mid. I, City's gonna City's gonna blow this game out of the proportion early and often, and like I said, I think it's gonna be a, an Aguero week. So if if you're always Captain Aguero, ACA kind of guy, uh, today's the week. But if you're doing that, you should be doing it every week. So you shouldn't be listening to me anyway. Um, so on to my sits. Uh, I know you said start. Did you said start Wayne Rooney? I sure start. did. I, I'm saying sit Wayne Rooney uh, against Chelsea. Um, you know, five of his goals have come from the penalty penalty spot on the year. I don't think Chelsea is going to uh, – Chelsea is a little bit better defensively than Everton has seen in the last few. Uh, listen, I, I'm all for buying into Wayne Rooney, just not this week. His price is, his price is right. He's getting – he's doing everything right that you want for fantasy returns and – He's just been playing teams that are going to give up more goals than Chelsea's going to let up. I think Chelsea on the road at Everton are going to just be stoic, and I think they're going to, you know, sit on the ball. and And this game's going to be low scoring, unfortunately, because I don't think you know Murata's going. Murata's obviously not going to play, but when when Murata doesn't play and the, the Chelsea kind of mix it up a little bit, the scores are kind of lower. So look for it that way. But I'm, I'm sitting Wayne Rooney this week. I don't trust him. Everybody buying into him. Good for you. Keep going. I think that he'll probably give you ample returns in the next, upcoming weeks. Just I just don't see it this week uh, through the midfield. Uh, I have Riyad Mahrez against United. Uh, I think United's just going to take him out of the game with their with their you know press and pump style. I, I don't think Leicester's going to have enough you know fast break opportunities because that's the way Leicester likes to play, and that's when Mahrez takes over. I just don't see it. Um, Pogba's going to be back in the game, so they're going to have that offensive presence in the game, you know, pushing forward. And I think Mahrez gets taken out of the game on defense. I just listed teams that I don't like: Bournemouth, obviously, Burnley. Playing at Spurs, I, or home to Spurs, I don't think they're going to do much. I think they're going to let up a couple goals. And obviously Leicester playing United. I think United are going to be formidable this week and score some goals. So, oh, you ever you ever be talking on mute? Because that's what this guy was doing. Um, yeah, it, it's an interesting uh, interesting shout for Tottenham when uh, it's a week where a lot of people are off them considering Burnley tied for the best home defense this season. And Tottenham obviously not setting the league alight. At the moment, um, it only takes one goal, Kevin. It only takes one goal to spoil your milk. All I need is one mic or goal or something. Um, <laughs> for my sits uh, up front, it's just forwards, man. With with Murata getting suspended, sorry, I just leaned way super far away from the mic. With Murata getting suspended, I'm just done with forwards. I'm done. I'm off them. No more forwards. Forwards are dead to me. The end. That's it. I'm not even okay. going to name a specific player. I just hate all of them. Is that okay? Is that cool? That's perfectly fine. Just own more midfielders. That's my. That's my. We joked on Twitter. I, w- I want to go four six zero this week. Can somebody let that happen? How two, do we, goalies. How do we two, do that? two goalies. Two goalies. <laughs> exactly. Um, in midfield, unfortunately, I'm I'm throwing out Pascal Gross there. I still love him, but the stats just do not support owning him at the moment. Even though he is cheap, he's not even in the top thirty of chances created over the last five matchups. The Watford Oof. matchup is a decent one. Um, so if you want to hang on to him for one more week. 
Or if you have bigger issues like Morasa, then go ahead. Uh, but he should not be in your team much longer than that. Um, a defense, I think Arsenal and Liverpool both score against each other. Uh, Liverpool tend to, or sorry, Arsenal tend to, to struggle against teams that kind of come at them with a muddled attack. Like I feel like they do better when, when there's like a clear goal threat. Then they can kind of mark him, but when Firmino just kind of muddles people forward, Tottenham do it to them as well. I think they tend to struggle, and I think Liverpool will struggle at the back because Deja and Lovren is still at the club, um, so, so I'm avoiding both sides of that one. Um, yeah, it looks like we're uh, in for a bit of a shorter show today, uh, but I'll just hop into um, my team this week. Uh, I already made a change and brought in Otzel. Um, backing up what I say there, uh, Fabianski at the back for me, Christensen, Jones, and hopefully Stephen Ward uh, at the back. If not, Kenny would come in against Chelsea. Then in midfield, Captain Sterling, then uh, Salah, Richarlison, Gross, and Otzel. Then up front, Kane and Calvert-Lewin because now Morata's missing out like a big, dumb idiot. Kane gets the vice captain, which may Ooh. be of note since Sterling is a bit of a gamble, but he did not play midweek, so you would assume he would get the start at the weekend. Yeah, I I made my moves early this week, and it's I, I actually this is the first time I think I've made early moves all year, and it's actually been in my favor. Uh, I transferred out Morata and Richarlison in midfield, and I went De Bruyne and Firmino. Um, so I'm looking for ample returns there. Uh, I have Fabianski in goal, Masuaku, Jones, and hopefully Ward in defense, just like you. If not, I get uh, Cabaselli will come in from Watford uh, through the midfield. I'll have Shakiri, Mares, De Bruyne, Coutinho, Salah. I'll play 3-5-2 probably, and I'll have Firmino and Aguero up top with Calvert-Lewin as my first sub. Um, captain, like I said, it's probably going to be either De Bruyne or Aguero this week. Um, I think the Arsenal-Liverpool game, uh, being the first game of the week um, and have it being against you know two top-flight teams, I never like to go in that direction ever with captain. I don't know why because there's never seems to be ample enough returns. When, when when you do it, or you just never pick the right guy. And knowing me, I would pick completely the wrong guy. Um, so yeah, so that's that's my team. Uh, I wish I had more. I wish I didn't already do two transfers. I would do another one because I need a defender, but I have money in the bank. So I'm looking forward to uh, week 22. So if anybody is sitting here listening to us, oh, why did we talk about what to do in week 22 for the double game week? Um, we'll try to get another show out. It is it is the holiday season. Um, if we can get a, another show out uh, after the Saturday games before the uh, the Boxing Day games, we'd, we would love to if we can get in your ears because there's nothing mm. better there's nothing better or, or, or sexier under your tree than hearing me and Kevin's voices playing on <laughs> playing on your mobile device. Yeah, but then actually, also actually, to be fair, a lot of people probably won't be listening because they'll well, be fulfilling family obligations. Oh, absolutely. But if we get if we can get yeah, a fifteen, we will a 15 if we can. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, we're not promising anything because you know things happen. Um, I like to drink. Kevin likes to drink. Um, things <laughs> things happen. Things happen, and we forget to set alarms and do things mischievously. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for advice for for game week 22, relax. We're in week 19. You know, you have three weeks. Um, you know, if you want to start setting yourself up now, if you only if you have two free transfers and you need something to to tide you over, bring in bring in a West Ham player, bring in Lanzini and sit on him. Mm. But don't forget they blank in week 21. So in yep. week 21, you better have three bench options that play. All the time, and yeah. they it's like actual playable options. You need cheap playable options to to fulfill out your roster. Don't go into week twenty one with uh you know eleven starting guys, and then you know you know Angel Ranhel in your bench. Yeah, that's two, that's two mentions of Angel Ranhel. It is just shout to Angel Ranhel being like, I've never felt so relevant. 
know he um, listens. To, I know he listens to this too because he always sends me tweets. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this is this has been a short one, a, a half hour one from us. Uh, but I feel like that that fulfills uh, this show. So, Rob, if you want to tell the folks where they can get at you, I guess go ahead. You can find me on Twitter at fpl underscore mnop, or you can find my writings, stylings, and musings on rasball.com. Yeah, and I'm your other host, Kevin DeVries, at Kevroff on Twitter. Um, you can also find my writings at goal.com. And for anybody that was interested in our VIP bet show, which uh, uh, the hits weren't great on that, to be fair, uh, tomorrow will be our, our final one of that. That'll be at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern and 9 p.m. UK uh, at the VIP bet YouTube channel. So if you, you like to come stop by uh, for our last show over there, Feel free to do that as well. As Rob said, we'll, we'll try to keep you guys posted on um, when we'll be releasing shows over this winter period. But just check our Twitters, and, and we'll be sure to keep you guys informed. Uh, Rob, awesome speaking with you as always. People at home, best of luck to your teams, and we'll catch you next time. Hey.